0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Call Your Hits, a Storm Stormriders Airsoft podcast. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Today, Pat and I are going to talk about something that can... Elicit a wide range of opinions and also emotions. We're going to talk about velocity limits, engagement distances, and overall player safety. Now, it's not exactly a very cool topic, uh, but it is extremely important, and it's important for a variety of different reasons. Velocity limits and engagement distances and those types of safety rules vary not only by uh, the fields that you play at, or the games, or whether you're indoors, outdoors, but they also vary by country. And thanks to our Discord, we've gotten a really good sense of that. Talking to guys like Locks in Portugal, where their limit is you know 1.3 joules, and guys in the UK shooting under one joule, that kind of stuff, to people shooting you know two joules and above, depending on with bolt action rifles uh, on um, you know in North America and stuff, even in Europe sometimes. So there's a lot of different variety for uh, the kinds of rules that are used. In certain places, you also see FPS limits instead of joules limits. Although for our money, joules is probably the easiest way to chrono, especially for like your regular uh, type of weekend skirmish using using like AEG guns and stuff like that, right?
1: It involves less math on the field uh, and honestly is a more useful value in the sense that uh, joules sort of provides you an accurate measurement of how much impact is being delivered to the target where FPS strictly gives you muzzle velocity and you have to sort of either do that math in your head or get shot with a 415 FPS gun and go, ow, that was not great, and then get shot with 431 and see what happens.
0: Yeah, and then you also have to make sure that, you know, you have the right BBs on hand for the types of different guns that you have and all this kind of stuff. So there's there's definitely a lot of benefits to using joules um and our field limit is 1.59 joules for most like standard AEG type rifles and whatnot um
1: and we tend to operate a little under that.
0: Yeah, and absolutely. And I think we'll talk about that in a little bit. It's not a um a goal to hit like if you're building a gun you shouldn't be trying to hit the absolute objective (laughs) yeah tippy top of the limit or anything but that being said uh, it is an important part and it's not something that we've always done at games i mean we didn't actually start regularly chronographing guns at every single game until probably 2015 2016 somewhere around there uh even at our local commercial field um they didn't chrono every gun, every game, like it happened every now and then. And our community is smaller, so we have more flexibility in the sense that we know everybody. So we know if someone's upgraded their guns because they've been talking about it and gone, oh, you know, I threw a new spring or, or whatever. So you know when they've been doing work on their guns. Back in the day, we had a pretty ghetto version of uh, of chronographing, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely used several... Um pretty dubious methods. Uh, I recall one of the standard methods of we don't have a chronograph because we haven't bought one and or can't afford one. Uh, when I started playing, was like the Coke can test where it was like, oh, you know, if it'll shoot through both sides of a Coke can, it's probably fine. But if it'll shoot through the bottom and the top, it's probably not. Yeah. Like this is not... Um, what we call scientific, right?
0: No, definitely. <laughs> and we used to also have a rule where if you were going to field a gun, you had to be willing to be shot point blank with said gun.
1: And honestly, that one... Um, I still think is in some ways kind of okay. Uh, just because I like to know how much, uh, for want of a more scientific term, ouch, my guns deliver.
0: Totally. Uh, and I, and I, do, I do maintain that if we still had that rule today, you'd see some people running guns that are a little bit less hot because they don't want to have to experience being shot by them, right?
1: For sure. And I think the drawback to the rule was that if you don't mind as much, if you have a higher pain tolerance, really, um, or just don't care in the short term it didn't really prevent you from tuning your guns really high. Um, you know, so chronographing is better for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, yeah. But I, I I wanted to mention the the cocaine test. And, the, that, and I think that rule, honestly, you know, like I said, it still has some merit uh, mm-hmm. just in the sense that maybe don't build guns that you are completely unwilling to get shot by.
0: But that being said, I think – in today's world, it's pretty uncommon to go to at least bigger games and commercial fields where chronographing is not occurring, right? It absolutely occurs in most places that, you know, everywhere we've talked to, to everyone we've chatted about on the Discord, everyone is aware of velocity limits, everyone is aware of chronographing their guns. So it's not really uh, as big of an issue as it was for us back in the day when we didn't even have access to a chronograph to begin with, right? So... That being said, if you play at a field where you don't actually actively chronograph your guns, we would highly recommend that you start doing that because it's chronographing guns and having velocity limits at your field is a very important part of Airsoft. And it, it is so for a variety of different reasons, not least of which that ultimately it keeps people safe, right? I mean, it's it's widely accepted that if you are hit with a BB that, is, that currently has more than one joule of energy, it's more likely to break skin, although that does vary by person to person or how thick your literal skin is. Um, but the generally accepted consensus is that in order for it to be safe for you to be hit by a BB, that BB has to have less than one joule of energy at the time that it impacts you. So if you think about that, if you shoot your gun and it's going like 1.3, 1.4 joules, assuming that person is not point blank it's the the bb is losing energy as soon as it exits your barrel even in some cases before it even leaves your barrel so by the time it hits something it might not even have one jewel left right and that's the whole premise behind minimum engagement distances but we'll talk about that in a second but fundamentally this just means that if your gun is shooting within limits it's safe to use on other people that's the bottom line
1: and the fact is that you don't or at least shouldn't uh want to hurt the people you're playing with um if you injure the other players, right, they're not going to want to play airsoft with you anymore.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh,
1: And at the end of the day, yeah, I've never met a player who was willing to sacrifice playing airsoft for the sake of having a gun that shot too hot. I have met players who really not through any mean-spiritedness, but through sort of um, having mechanical issues with their abilities as gun techs, had definitely produced some rifles and other airsoft guns that, uh, fired very, very hot. Uh, we've had one person that I remember, uh, in the entire time I've played airsoft chrono with, a, uh, I think it was a P90 actually that they'd had someone look at and try to tech. And the person who was teching it had broken a, um, what was meant to be like a two position quick change spring, uh, and just left it like completely all the way compressed. Uh, And the result was a gun that shot 500 FPS ish, uh, which was quite unpleasant to get shot with. Uh, Mm -hmm. But they were pretty horrified when they found out that that was how hot their gun was shooting, Uh, partly because in Canada, that's pushing uh, the limit at which the thing becomes legally a firearm, uh, but mostly because, you know, they didn't actually want to be hurting anyone.
0: Totally. And that's one of the key components, I think, for my money of velocity limits is that it's not just about keeping other players safe. But if you're the kind of person which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to assume that you are the kind of person who doesn't actively want to hurt anybody else. If you having, do, like, yeah, re- yeah, reconsider <laughs> your options and your life choices. But so assuming you're the kind of person who doesn't actually want to hurt anybody else, having field limits knows that allows you to know, I should say, that If your gun is shooting within those limits, it's okay to use on another person. And we all know that there are lots of situations that occur on the field where it's just like, quote-unquote, heat of the moment. You come around a corner and there's a guy there and you blast him. And if you know that your gun is shooting within field limits, you don't have to worry about... Did I actually injure that person? Now, that being said, you still might. I know there's there's times where I, you know, I've been shot in the face and people are like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And it's, it's okay, it's fine. Like your gun is shooting within limits. You didn't hurt me. It's all good, thanks for your concern. And that's not what really what we're talking about. Obviously, we don't wanna be jerks to people, but you don't have to worry, like actively worry, like, oh God, I've injured this person because you're fully within your right to to use that because it's within field limits. So you get that confidence and that's a very important part of it too
1: you want to be avoiding that situation where you're shooting someone and, you know, they have to cut a BB out of their face later or get someone who's a medical professional to do it, hopefully. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the, the rules for the FPS limits on fields are there to both protect people. Right. Um, Cause I don't want to get injured and I don't want to injure people. And really if I have to pick between the two, like I'd rather I get hurt than someone else to be mm-hmm. completely honest with you, but they're also there so that, yeah, if I come around a corner and shoot you, from closer than I mean to, because I just, uh, Oh God. Yep. Okay. There you go. You're not hurt. And that's really, really important.
0: Yeah. I think the last piece around velocity limits is just the fair play component, too, right? And it just makes sure that nobody has a particular airsoft setup that has more power or range than anybody else. And I actually remember my first time ever getting hit by a hot gun. This was before Pat was playing, it was before the Storm Riders were a thing. It was like, like back in 2007, some guy came to the field. He was here for university from the mainland, and he had a gun that was upgraded and tuned. And I had never heard or seen anything like that before in my time playing airsoft we were using like stock tm guns or like there's a kraken ak's was a big thing back in those days i mean i guess that
1: would have been your famas right so you're looking at like a tm stock gun shooting 280.
0: yeah so that's what we were using right and and that's what everybody had more or less right we might have some ics guns at the time maybe Um, but anyways point is this guy shows up and he shoots me with his gun and it hurt man i was like i had never felt a bb hit like that before um and when he was shooting like at range and stuff, he was outranging us big time because his gun was way more powerful, it had a lot more velocity, it had a lot more effective range, and that didn't really seem really fair. It's like, okay, well, this guy can hose us from 300 feet away, we can't even get half that close, so... Well, yeah, so what do you do, right? Yeah, and so field limits really help with that too, right? It makes sure that, yeah, you have guys who are going to be riding that velocity line or that, um, that muzzle energy line as close as they can, but overall, you're making sure that nobody who's using a rifle that is just like a regular AEG is shooting above that limit so that they have roughly the same effective ranges. And also, if you have a bolt action, then you have the ability to go higher to keep that fair as well because you have a bit more range and and so on and so forth. I don't need to explain to you guys how all that works, but it's an important reason for why velocity limits are important, right? Why you want to actually chronograph the guns before every game to make sure that that angle of fair play is made.
1: Plus, it keeps, you know people who have the skill set to make really, you know, high FPS, long range guns, high, honest, right. Mm -hmm. You know, not in the sense that again, I'm looking to like hurt anybody in a sense where you're like, well, strictly speaking, Pat, you should just build the most powerful airsoft gun you can within uh, the legal limits in your country. My guns can shoot a lot hotter than they ever have. And I don't want to do that because I don't want to risk injuring people. And we'll talk about minimum engagement distances and my opinion on that in a bit as well. But it's even worse, frankly, now that I have the, uh, the HPA set up because I literally tighten a screw when my FPS goes up, right? Yeah, um, for sure. And that means that really, you know, it's very, very easy for people to engage in less than safe practices with them. So having uh, chronographs on the field and having a Um, conscientious and like regular application of testing and making sure everyone's sort of on the right page is really, really important for both fairness and yeah, to prevent people from building completely monstrous airsoft guns that outrange everything else by dint of the fact that they're just really, really overtuned.
0: Mm-hmm. The last little bit, uh, taking it from another angle, from chronographing, is many of us don't have chronographs at home. So by going to the field and chronographing your gun, you also have an opportunity to diagnose if you have a particular issue. That's something that I've found when I went to the field recently with my gun, and I chronograph, and it's like, oh, I I should be shooting 1.34, I haven't changed anything, Jeff. Just put it through the chronograph, and instead of shooting 1.34, it's shooting 0.9, 0.8. 0.9 0.9 now i know that i have a problem that i have to deal with and if i hadn't done that chronographing test it might have been a while since i found out there was an issue so there's a little bit of uh a, a, there's a benefit to you as well right as a player to make sure that everything is still working exactly the way that it's that you think it's working yeah, so especially speak, if right? you
1: don't happen to own a chronograph um yeah and you
0: know. and i would say many many airsofters don't own chronographs because why would you
1: right? yeah well i mean if you look at our entire team i think the only one is mine you know it's worth noting here like speaking as you know our team's gun tech and as the person who like probably was the one of the last people inside of your gun before it had that fps drop i didn't have my chronograph at the time to test it -hmm. (laughs) which is uh i believe the word is ironic
0: yeah (laughs) oops so let's come back to velocity limits and let's talk now about minimum engagement distances so i I touched on briefly how the whole point of uh, having a minimum engagement distance is it gives the BB enough time to lose enough energy, such that when it contacts something, usually a person, uh, it is flying, it has enough, it, it is only carrying as much energy as is really safe to deliver to the particular target. And depending that can vary on a, it can depend on a lot of different things including the output of your gun the weight of the ammo you're using all this kind of stuff i mean jewel creep is a thing that happens with higher power guns we're not going to get into the like the nitty-gritty of that stuff but suffice it to say that uh, beyond a certain power level it becomes dicier to shoot people within let's say you know 10 meters and at a certain point it becomes downright pretty hazardous to do so right for sure so depending on the weight that you're using the velocity of your gun all that kind of stuff there will be situations where if someone is 10 meters away from you it's probably not really safe for you to shoot shoot them with your airsoft gun you will there's a high likelihood that you will cause harm to them if they're not wearing the proper protective equipment so if they're numpties like me and decide not to wear face pro i mean that's that could potentially cause their face to bleed uh if they're just wearing a t-shirt um, and not wearing like you know full sleeves that could be painful for them um if they're not wearing ear pro and it's an ear shot that could you know substantially do some damage and of course all of this is assuming they're of course wearing appropriate ANSI rated eye pro and if they're not that can also be a problem because now you're shooting them up with you're shooting them with a projectile which is above 1 joule of energy into not rated cheap eye pro or mesh eye pro and then suddenly maybe you're blowing holes in that who knows right
1: yeah. I mean that shouldn't be happening anyway for other reasons um, yeah. but it's um that is the kind of scenario Pat has nightmares about, really. Like, you know, I do not totally. want to be hitting someone in, you know, like, their terrible, cheap, like, bought it on AliExpress um, iPro uh, yeah. <laughs> with any of, anything I've ever used, honestly. Um, I think the only gun I'd be even semi-comfortable firing at someone in that context was, like, I had a stock TMP-90 for a while. I do think, yeah, that MEDs are really, really important. Um, I am... You know, I've, I've dealt with them more than you have, I think, in the sense that I ran a gun that had a longer MED for quite a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Long time listeners will have heard me talk about the fact that that's essentially the practical reason for my sidearm is, yeah, you know, I've run guns that are DMR hot, right? And 50 foot minimum engagement distances has been a sort of standard thing for me, which has meant that on some fields, I'm like, well, basically, if I'm inside of this quadrant of the field at frontline, it's pistol time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And that's part of the reason why, overall, we're fine with MEDs, but we don't think they're a very good tool for managing players' safety when it comes to high-energy guns. Because, by and large, and we've talked about this before, people are very bad at judging distances. <laughs> we, you know, There are people who tell us, oh, I've got this stock gun, and it consistently hits targets at 300 feet. And you don't know what 300 feet looks like. I'm sorry, but you do not. Is it possible for an airsoft gun to hit something at 300 feet away? Absolutely, right? 100 meters away? Absolutely. Is it possible for even to do it consistently? Absolutely it is. Is it possible for a stock airsoft gun to consistently hit targets 100 meters away, 300 feet away? It is not, right? And so, but people will swear up and down that they can. Oh, well, you know, I've measured the distance out. No, I'm like, listen, I, I just, I do not believe it. And Uh, We had a training day a little while ago where we set up targets, you know, 50 feet and 100 feet away. And when people see what that actually looks like, what 30 meters looks like, what 100 feet looks like, you start to recognize just how big of a distance that is.
1: I'm hesitant to say that everyone who was there that day looked at that and went, oh, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know these distances as well as I thought I did. Yeah. Uh, But I'm perfectly willing to cop to the fact that, honestly, every time we go to test rifles and we measure out 100, 150, 200 feet, I'm like, yeah, yeah. This 200 foot mark is further away than I think it is. Absolutely. You know, it does not stay consistently set in my my brain super well. So I, I'm honestly, you know, I've definitely during my couple of years of running um, a DMR at DMR yes, I've definitely shot people closer than 50 feet.
0: Totally, totally, you have. You've shot me closer than that.
1: Yeah, partly because like uh, 45 feet and 50 feet from 45 feet away does not feel enough different that I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, I can precisely measure this. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and partly because I know I've come around corners and been like, oh, God.
0: <laughs> well, that's another reason why the MED is, is such a dicey proposition in some cases, is that it requires immense control over your airsoft gun and your airsoft play. And to your point, you know, if somebody rushes a corner and you just snap shoot at them, like the other day I was playing in the village, I shot, I zipped Johnny up uh, from, you know, probably 15 or 20 feet away. Now, I didn't have any minimum engagement distance. I didn't even think about it. I saw him. I shot him. That was the end of it right yep. and if that can happen to me at 20 feet that can happen to me at 10 feet and it can happen to me at 50 feet
1: and right even if you've gotten to the point where you're pretty good at having enough of an interrupt to go oh no that's not someone i should shoot that is someone i should shoot in like, oh is that a teammate or not um and even factoring in the fact that you know i i'm decent at the whole is that target um backgrounded like is my friend standing right behind them it's still yeah i Don't have that much time to go, oh, am I exactly 40, 45, 50 feet away from this dude? Um, Yeah, totally. Before I pull the trigger.
0: What you're doing with an MED is you're entrusting player safety to the individual's ability to actually apply the rules in a way that helps keep everyone safe. And you're doing that in a situation where potentially sort of time is money, right? Where they don't have time to think. They're, being, uh, they're reacting to a particular stimulus, and perhaps even they're emotional, they're stressed out physiologically or what have you, all of those things are basically coming into and abutting against your requirement to apply the rules in order to keep other people safe. And in a lot of cases, I'm not going to say everyone, because there are people who show enormous restraint, who have a lot of experience, who won't, but in many cases, especially newer players they won't have that reflex. And conversely, if you're a more experienced player and you're doing that to a new player, you could be potentially putting them at risk, putting them in a position where they don't want to play anymore. So the velocity limits on the field are are a, like, you can't bypass them. Assuming you're doing the chronograph, your gun is going to shoot what your gun is going to shoot. An MED may or may not get applied depending on someone's frame of mind. It's not really a sure bet to keep other people safe.
1: And I think that there are valuable aspects to having one set, but that most of them come down to making players think about how they're using their gear, not about moment-to-moment effect on field, right? So, um, you know, I didn't drop my guns FPS because I was sick of dealing with a minimum engagement distance on my, uh, on my previous rifle. I dropped it because... Um, they changed the limits for maximum jewels on the field, and my gun was shooting over them some of the time because it was, you know, pretty hot. Mm-hmm. You know, so I swapped out the spring. No problem. Like I said, I don't want to hurt anybody. This is easy. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm currently running uh, below the jewel limit on my uh, HPA setup as well. I could tune it up above where it is currently and still be inside of, not even into the DMR range, still be inside of the sort of rifleman range. but it. I'm getting loads of range. I'm not having issues shooting targets quite far away for an airsoft gun. Uh, I'm not having issues hitting my targets. So I see no reason to bump it.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to be said about the safety mindset. Are we adopting a mindset when we go to play airsoft where we are first and foremost looking to keep ourselves and the players we play with safe? Right. And. Uh, If the answer to that question is yes, well, that means, unfortunately, that in some cases, you may need to look at whatever your field limits are and see what people are comfortable with. And unfortunately, when it comes to safety, the lower the amount of risk and whatever the lowest common denominator is, that's probably where you're going to end up going right that's probably going to be the rule that you end up following and a good example of this is for example with um like and it's not really the point of this this podcast but like when we think about uh noise grenades right like thunderbees and stuff like that if you're wearing amplified hearing protection or any hearing protection at all you'll you're totally okay with those but not everybody does so does it make sense for people for fields to allow them knowing that people are going to play and not necessarily have the right type of protection for themselves? My answer to that question would be no, um, because we need to make sure that this is just, you know, that people are are kept safe. This is just a hobby. We do it for fun. There's no reason why you should potentially expose yourself to hearing damage or hearing loss just for a hobby. And people will feel differently about that. However, when it comes to safety, it's the lowest common denominator that you should be looking at.
1: And Yeah, I mean, I think that the opinion Phil just put out there is probably going to uh, rub some folks the wrong way in the sense that I know there are people who like sound grenades, think they're fun. I know they get used a lot of places without um, injury. And that airsoft is, by definition, kind of a not a, uh, a zero-injury sport. Mm-hmm. But I have the kind of ear pro that means that I'm not going to take harm from a, a sound grenade Distraction grenade, whatever you want to call them in airsoft, but I still don't use them. I don't mm-hmm. think other people should be using them because, um, among other things, I've been exposed to them inside of small contained rooms in concrete buildings, and uh, both with and without the hearing protection. And it's extremely unpleasant.
0: <laughs> yeah, and just to not put words in your mouth, but I think what what you what you are sort of hinting at is. Um, they shouldn't be used in a situation where not everybody has the proper protection. If having hearing protection is a mandatory part of the game that you're playing, that's a different, it's a different kettle of fish, right? Sure. If, if everybody's protected, that's one thing. But if you like for us, like we have people showing up at our games or 14, 15 year old kids with their parents or whatever, it's the first time out. Uh, The last thing I want to do is toss a Thunderbee inside the bottom of the two story where this kid is sitting around waiting for me to come in the door. And now that kid just got rocked by a Thunderbee and he's not wearing hearing protection. He comes out in a daze or whatever like that. That's no bueno, right? That's not really what we're trying to achieve. Although the visual in my mind is very funny. The actual application of that would be not so great. And the reason it's
1: funny is because he's actually picturing me, not some kid. (laughs) Um, Yes, And in fairness, to some extent, different rules when you're messing around with your friends being. dummy but you shouldn't want to hurt them either right and like Mm -hmm. i don't think that um you know my antipathy to the sound grenade really comes from playing at frontline particularly although like i said i i don't find that they're super effective um i don't find that they do the thing you want them to do a lot of the time anyway so Mm -hmm. i look at them and go well you're spending a lot of money you could hurt somebody and when it's not going to hurt somebody, it's not particularly practical. It's a bad combination of things. Uh- and there's
0: there's tons of people out there who will tell you, and we've heard it even on the Discord. It's like, I don't care about being shot up close. You know, being shot up close doesn't hurt, right? So I, I would, and you know, if you think about like the bang-bang rule, which we might talk about in a second, but like people are like, oh, just shoot me up close. I don't care, right? Use a sound grenade on me. I don't care, right? That's cool that you don't care. But as a community and as a, as a group sport, we need to come up with a rule set that everyone is comfortable with and unfortunately when we play at like a skirmish game or whatever you have all kinds of players there people who are cool with being shot point blank um who you know would be like oh i take a 22 to the chest bring it on who cares Uh, to people who are sort of properly aware of their own safety and their own safety concerns, to people who go all the way on the other end of the spectrum who are actually afraid of getting hurt. They don't want to get hit. They're super concerned. They don't think it's fair if guns shoot really hot, all this kind of stuff. You get the gamut of players. So you need to adopt a rule set that everyone can get behind, or at least 90% of your players can get behind. And those who can't get behind it, either they sort of just suck it up and deal with it, or they need to find a different community to play in, or a different group, or they have their own private games, which is another thing that we've done before, where we have private games where our rule set is, you know, is a little bit different. We have private games where you can do full auto in the village, maybe, right? Because we, you feel We loosen up our ROE a little. Totally, yeah. Because... You have control over the people who are playing and everyone is agreeing to that particular rule set, right?
1: I also want to pop back to that idea of people going, you know, oh, well, you know, you can shoot me, I don't care. So we've discussed at moderate length, I guess, at this point, in the sense that we keep bringing it up, that I don't really care about getting shot at airsoft in a like, ooh way. Mm -hmm. yes, ow, okay, whatever. That's why I'm here. I have never said to another player, I don't care if you break MED and shoot me. I've never said, oh, I don't care how close you shoot me from because I do. It's great for people to go, oh, you know, like I'm super courageous or try to front with that or any other reason you're saying it up to and including being like me and not really minding, but the safety of other players is the concern, right? You know, I've had a kid walk around a corner, not even walk around a corner. I've had a kid tuck a gun around a corner without looking and shoot me from like two feet away. And I was definitely pissed, not because I was like, oh my God, that hurts so much, but because it's like, that is really unsafe. Like you could just have put that gun basically in my teeth.
0: Yeah, or in your ear, like right in your earlobe, right? Yeah,
1: and like I, I also teeth are expensive. I don't want to have to buy new ones. Um,
0: yeah, and even if you're wearing face burrow, even if everything is fully protected, you just you're, you're exposing uh, other players to undue risk. That really, we're doing this for fun. Like, why are you? Why are you not? Why is it so hard to understand that other people don't necessarily want to risk, you know, injury? And a lot of this comes down to, and a lot of the unsafe behavior that you see, I believe comes down to what actually happens on the field sort of in uh, in a heat of the moment situation
1: and ignorance just people not understanding what the rules mean or why they're there right um, or
0: how they're meant to be used. Right. And I think bang bang is a really good example of this. There's lots of people out there who hate the bang bang rules. Like, I wish we didn't play with them. We came to get shot. It should be fine. And lots of you can see, you can go, I mean, it doesn't take a lot of time, but you go on YouTube, you find videos of guys like running into a room. They come, they cross straight to the fatal funnel and just going bang 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 bang. And that's like the stupidest thing. Like, why would you do that? However, there are times and places where and an application of bang, bang means that you don't actually have to shoot someone from a distance that you feel is unsafe and a situation where, and the way that we've always used it is they don't have, they, they're they not aware that you're there, right? You have the complete drop on them. You're not going to miss. You go bang, bang, scare the crap out of them typically, yep. right? <laughs> uh, and then they just walk off the field. And in many ways, you're doing that player a favor. You could have shot them. You would have been totally within your right to shoot them, but you didn't. And if that's the way that you understand the rule, and everybody understands it the same way, then that's great. But that's not what happens in reality. That's people don't observe the rules the same way, and so consequently, you get into situations where people get really like heated about, oh, but I said bang bang, and you didn't take it, and all that. And that's just that's rubbish, right? So there needs to be a lot of work done up front to make sure that everybody is very clear on what situations it's okay for you to do that.
1: And I, uh, one of the things that. Like you heard me go, ugh, when Phil mentioned the Bang Bang rule. I don't dislike the rule. I dislike the interaction of other players with it. Um, So, I mean, for two reasons. Firstly, if you're trying to game the rules of Airsoft, go away. Like, I don't want to deal with you. I don't want to play with you. I don't even want to talk to you about it. Um, This entire sport is based on playing honorably and on, you know, a collective set of rules and assumptions on in terms of like how we're going to play and how to play safely.
0: Not to mention your personal integrity.
1: Thought that was sort of covered in honor, but yeah, like if you have no integrity, like go away. Um, And I really do mean that if you're playing and going, you know, okay, I'm going to try to abuse this rule. You're, you're missing the point. Likewise, if you're like, Oh, well you should have just, I'd have preferred you shot me at close range. You know, no, if someone comes in and goes bang, bang, I'm out right? Frankly, if someone corners on you and your gun is down and their gun is up and they are two feet away from you, the correct response on yours. Yeah. All right. I'm out.
0: Yeah. There have been tons of times where the person didn't even say bang, bang. I remember one time I came around the bus and Shane was just looking at me with his rifle and I went, yup. (laughs) I'm He didn't even shoot. He didn't say a thing. He was being stealthy and sneaky. He got the total drop on me. He scared the life out of me. He didn't even have to shoot. I'm like, that's it. Yeah, I'm done, man. Like you got me. Right. Y'all have a nice day now. (laughs) And I'm glad that he had that restraint because he could have shot me and he didn't. So, you know, kudos and shout out to him. But that's that's a reality. And uh, that same thing happened um, last weekend or weekend before. I can't recall. Uh, Sean uh, was on the field and he and I traded. uh, Excuse me. We did not trade. I shot at him. We traded fire is what I mean to say. I shot at him and I was 100 percent certain that I did not hit the guy. I was positive that I did not hit him, but now I was in a building with no exit and he was outside of the door and I stuck my hand out and I was like, yeah, I'm done. You don't need to come in. Like I'm, I do not want this, right? <laughs> we, are, we are done. And that's okay. Like, you know, you have to interact with this in a way that makes you feel comfortable. I could have sat there and been like, Oh, if he comes to get me, I'll get shot up. And his, that did not jive with my own personal safety. I didn't feel the need to get shot up close that day and it happened anyway so whatever but uh, in this particular interaction i just sort of walked away from it and that's that's okay too
1: and it's a game right you know like yeah one of the things that i think we've talked about um if not then hey welcome to this for the first time but try to take some of your ego out of this right i mean we practice we are um, a group of guys who genuinely get together and do team training days and you know who do spend some time maybe not as much as we pretend at times but sometime on personal skills like it's still a game right so if you're so stressed out about airsoft that you're like no i'd rather get shot like from a foot away even if it takes out one of my teeth than just call it and go on to the next game I, I think you should redress that. I really do. Um, because at the end of the day, you're looking at this and going, man, you know, I, I got shot in Airsoft game. Cool. I'll go again in five minutes.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and we've talked about that before, right? Like the fear of getting hit in Airsoft is real. It's, it's stuff that people experience. I've experienced it myself. Um, but you can't let that prevent you from interacting and doing the things you need to on the field. That being said, I just want to come back to all the different kinds of rules, and I mean, whether you see a mercy rule or a surrender rule, we've usually played with a mercy rule before, where if you get the drop on someone, um, and there's no way you're going to miss them, but you also don't want to shoot them up close, you just sort of say mercy or bang, bang, or whatever. Um, I think that that's a perfectly fine rule to have, as long as everybody is aware of how the rule is meant to be, to be implemented. However... One of the challenges, though, is that you don't really get to determine when or when to apply it or when not to apply it, in the sense of when someone else uses it on you. For example, if someone comes up to you and goes "bang bang," um, you don't get to be like, "Oh no, that doesn't count," because
1: no, you go right, uh, like you, you act, walk away. Yeah, you, you act, walk the field. You know, as honorable player, you're like, cool. You know, yeah. and. I mean, by the same token, right? Like, don't be disingenuous that this is a rule meant to prevent people from getting hurt and to encourage safe play. So walking up to someone and going <laughs> bang, bang when you're like 15 feet away from them. No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the, the the reality is like it's just like calling your hits, right? If someone comes up to you and says bang, bang, and you feel that they should have shot you instead, your reaction should be, yeah, I'm hit. That's okay. And then tell the guy, it's like, hey, next time you probably should have shot me because I'm I'm not sure that was a good use of bang, bang.
1: And also probably do that after the game, right? Like in between rounds. Don't stop and have an argument with someone about it. Don't get angry. If you're feeling ill feelings about getting, you know, mercy out of a game, take a deep breath and walk it off, yo. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's not a thing you really should be upset about. Um, it's a thing you should be grateful for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Every time that I've ever been bang-banged or mercyed, I've always felt grateful to the other player because they could have shot me from up close. And I, even if I was the kind of player who's like, oh, I don't mind, it still doesn't feel good. I would rather not if I can avoid it. Right? Much like, you know, getting kicked in the nuts. Like, yeah, sure, I'll survive it. I would rather not if I can avoid it. You know what I mean? So if someone is doing you the courtesy of being like, hey, bang, bang, or, you know, hey, mercy or whatever. Yeah, like, I've always felt just enormous amount of gratitude for people who valued my safety enough to say to me, hey, I'm not going to shoot you, but I got you. Right? Or Shane just not saying anything and just staring me down until I walked off. Whatever, right?
1: <laughs> but yeah, Same effect.
0: <laughs> same effect. But it's you know you have to understand and respect the reason why that when players are willing to do that and showed enough restraint. I think Chris was talking the other day. It's like there are situations he's been in where the only thing he could see from two or three feet away is somebody's ear or their face, and he's not going to shoot him, right? Yeah, it's it, it's it's that's the only thing he can see. That doesn't mean he has to take that shot right it sucks because maybe you know he needs to take out that player so that they can progress if he had a sidearm and hit chris if you had your sidearm maybe you could have taken a (laughs) shot at him but but at the end of the day like we look at the situation and assess it and go you know what i don't want to hurt this individual i'm going to be i'm going to be careful and even if you're within meds that's still or within your field limits i should say that's still not necessarily a cool thing to do so you just don't do it you have to show enough care and concern about the other players and if it's just us as a team and uh you know our close friends just you know um as we say fretting around on the field just having a having a lark or whatever that's one thing but if this is an open game and the person that i'm looking at from four feet away who hasn't seen me is like a 14 year old kid i'm not going to blast them if i can at all avoid it it's not going to happen because i have to have enough respect for them as a player to say listen they don't deserve that
1: for sure. And for those of you who are out there running, you know, magnified optics or really, you know, just longer range, harder hitting guns, you know, it extends to us, too. I definitely, while I was running my gun as a DMR, um, tried to put my rounds on hard parts of the target. I'd rather shoot a guy in the mag or in the helmet than in the face.
0: And it's not always going to be possible. Right, it's not always going to be possible that you can uh, that you can't do that. And are we suggesting that you should never do that? No, of course not.
1: It's but be nice when you can.
0: Yeah, exactly. Be nice when you can, and just consider other people's safety and have that sort of mindset to make sure that everyone has a good time. Because you might think it's hilarious to shoot some guy in the you know in the middle of the head and you know a great shot and all this kind of stuff. Maybe you you relish that fact because it's a really good hit. But if that person has a really crappy day as a result, does that actually do anything for you? Maybe you just lost someone like in the community. Maybe they don't want to play with you anymore. I don't know. Uh, and these are extreme examples, but this is why we need to show care and concern for the people in our communities, right?
1: And there's there's some takeaway um, from, as Cal put it, when I was talking to him about like cover usage in in Airsoft a while back, uh, the better you use cover, the more likely you're get shot in the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for sure. But that isn't the only way to look at this, right? And, you know, even if you're trying to be practical and skills minded right um there's there's a lot more torso on me than there is head <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's a better place to aim your rounds who loves getting shot in the face really you know i think probably even the people in airsoft like myself yeah, like, eh, i don't really care like yeah i don't love getting shot in the face it's not my favorite
0: yeah i got shot in right in the tip of the nose the other game by a gun that was definitely shooting under uh well under field limits i'm sure that gun was shooting probably 1.2 joules, something like that the person was i'm gonna say 40 or 50 feet away so you know like 15 meters-ish, like 12 to 15 meters or something like that. So it wasn't a close shot by any stretch of the imagination. And he hit me right on the tip of the nose and I just saw red. I was so angry. Like, how dare he? How dare he? That gun is way too hot. And of course it's not. That's just my immediate reaction, right? Yeah, well, just, and I'd say yeah. lots of people feel exactly that same reaction when they get hit somewhere and it smarts. Yeah, it's the
1: everyone, ha- everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face, right? Totally. Um, you know, I really do not get like getting shot in the lower back. Like just, ooh, very ow. Um, mm. But it happens all the time because people are like aiming at my shoulder and distance plus mm. BB equals drop. What can you do? It's it's the game. But I uh, I do think, yeah, the, the, the key thing here is to try to, you know, be safe and be courteous, right? Respect the other players. For the mercy rule or bang bang rule, if it helps, one thing to keep in mind is um, just the notion and i love this idea in airsoft of remembering that you're the bad guy in everyone else's action movie right so and i mean there and yours too sure but if you get shot you get shot right if someone comes around and mercies you or bang bangs you and you're like well i could maybe get my gun and get a shot off instead just do the decent thing and next time you get the drop on them
0: yeah and it's the exact same notion between or it's it's the exact same notion behind the fact that if someone shoots you and you were shooting at them, and you're positive they didn't call their hits, and they shoot you anyway. Guess what? You're walking off, right? Or you could say to the other guy, "Listen, we're trading." And if they if they kick up a fuss about it, well, then that's fine. The only piece in person you can control is yourself, right? So that's what we what Pat was talking about at the start about, like you know your honor and your integrity and stuff like that. That's what we mean, right? You got to do the right thing. Even if it doesn't necessarily make the most amount of sense, even if it frustrates you because you know you got the other guy or the guy wasn't using the rule the way that you thought they should be using it, take it, move on. And then talk to the refs and talk to the community and figure out what you're going to do go forward. Um, but you absolutely have to at least have the own, your own personal integrity enough to say, yep, this person did me a solid by not shooting me that close, even if I don't think it was necessarily right, and then move on. That's if your field has bang bang rules. There are fields that don't have the, those rules, in which case maybe you have MEDs. And if you have MEDs, you have to be absolutely diligent in applying them, right? And if people shoot you within their MEDs, well, then that's something you need to take up with the people who are doing the shooting, as well as the people who are organizing the games, the referees and something like that, because those are a critical component of the safety mechanism that exists around our sport. The only one that you can rely on working every single time is chronoing and having velocity limits. And that's why we highly recommend that everyone use them. And like we said at the start, most most fields do have them. Um, that's the most reliable way to ensure that everyone stays safe and has a good time uh, is to make sure that your uh, velocity limits are appropriate for your field. And uh, MEDs and bang bang rules and even just having a safety conscious mindset, none of that is going to prevent any accidents from occurring. Um, the best that you can do, best thing you can do is have reasonable velocity limits.
1: And I think um, to sort of follow from that, a really important thing is to have a sensible mindset, right? So I was there when Phil got shot in the nose. I know he saw red. I could tell he was pissed. Like, you know, I know what Phil's angry face looks like. (laughs) Um, And he did the right thing. He took a deep breath. He walked off the field and he dealt with it after he was no longer pissed off.
0: And to be clear, there was no dealing with it to be had. It's just I needed to uh, park my ego of getting shot in the face because dude was right to shoot me and it was a good shot and kudos to him. Uh, it's just at the time I was like Hulk smash.
1: Right. But I mean, that's that is still dealing with it after the fight. What you dealt with was, yeah. oh, there's nothing here to deal with. But yeah, the the staying on the field and yelling at people or, you know, picking arguments with people in the middle of games and stuff isn't useful. Right. It, yeah. It's bad for everyone else who's playing it's bad for the person you're picking a fight with and it's bad for you, right? Um, especially because at any sort of like curated field where you're paying to play, there are probably referees whose job it is to deal with rules and fractions. So take a breath, walk it off. And once you've calmed down, if you know you feel like it's something you need to mention to the ref, do that. Don't go yeah, get totally. like, oh, I hate that, that guy, right? Like, yeah. Or of the player or any of that stuff.
0: Absolutely. So guys, just to, uh, to wrap up, if you're not using uh, chronos, we've said it twice now. This is the third time. Third time's a charm. If you're not chronoing your guns, you definitely should be doing that. If you're going to be using meds on your field, make sure that everyone is aware of what those meds actually look like in reality. What is 50 feet? Was it what is 25 feet? What is you know 12 meters, 15 meters, etc. And don't discount the bang bang rule and other rules that are put in place to keep people from getting shot up close. Even if you are fine with being shot that close, that doesn't mean that just because you're okay with it, everybody else is going to be. So if those rules are in place, make sure that everybody knows how they are intended to be used, what their purpose is and how they keep everybody else safe. And if you don't want to use those rules, then you need to either agree with everyone about what. The rules that you're going to use are going to be or not use are going to be and if you get outvoted if that's not you know what people want to do at that field unfortunately you're just going to have to take your hits just like everybody else or it you're going to have to find a community where you know, that's more, that's the kind of play that you want to that you want to do. And those exist out there too, just as a side note, like there are groups that are uh, totally willing to take on more risk and have riskier, more, let's say contact, more extreme versions of Airsoft than you might find at your local skirmish. Look for those games too. There's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but just, you need to be conscious of everybody who's playing, not just yourself. So that being said, I think we've done the gamut on uh, on velocity limits. We hopefully wasn't too preachy for you guys. Uh, we definitely do feel very conscious, especially in our you know mid thirties now, uh, about the, everybody else's safety, making sure everybody else has a good time.
1: Yeah, we've really started to reach the point where uh, we are paying in our later adulthood for the mistakes of young adult selves. <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally, totally. So hopefully you found this helpful. Hopefully it gives you something to think about uh, either in your own play or the way that your uh, community uses field limits, velocity limits and stuff like that. Uh, As always, if you'd like to keep the conversation going, please find us on Discord. We have a great community where everyone will tell you all about why uh, your field limit velocities, et cetera, are wrong and theirs are better. Um, (laughs) And you can get a really good sense of what everyone else around the world is doing as well, uh, whether that's in the UK and Portugal and France and Mexico and
1: so on. nature of our discord is awesome
0: yeah so guys thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week
1: have a good week everybody thanks for tuning in and uh, play yourself to be safe